Blog Talk Radio. to the show. And many of you know who I am and what I do and you know and I and I thought I would do this show differently last time I was doing this show. It was actually over a year ago, believe it or not. I can't believe I just restarted it about a month ago. I do it 3 days a week. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday depending on Saturday how it goes, right? So I thought I would cover some interesting thoughts about spirituality. And Kind of some basics of spirituality, not from a religious context, but from a point, different, little different point of view. Maybe the spirituality that I've come to accept over the years, maybe a new thought kind of spirituality. You know, part of that spirituality is the idea of, of the law of attraction, that we create the world. Our thoughts create the world. Now, I was talking to a friend, and I talked to friends. I'm going to get into the main topic today. The main topic is all about, well, reincarnation. But we'll get to that in a minute. Now, if you want to call and if you want a message from an ancestor, that's what I do here, too. love to talk to your ancestors, you know, the great aunt and uncle who died and all those fun people, right? Maybe a famous person or two, if you're interested in knowing or possibly hearing from somebody famous, you know, well-known. I guess I had that experience in the past. Last time I talked, I talked, the last show was more about what I do. So if you're interested in know more about who I am, what I do, how I got to where I'm at right now, go back to the last show, which was on Tuesday, Tuesday. But today's show, so let's talk about spirituality. Let's talk a little bit about the essence of what I believe is the spiritual way of living. Okay? We're talking a little bit about the law of attraction. Well, the thoughts are that the thoughts and the energy you put out into the universe, into spirit, into source energy, it's going to bounce back to you. That's really an old concept. It's been around, you know, Napoleon, Napoleon Hill talked about that. This, is, this idea of the law of attraction or manifesting things in your life goes back in ancient teachings. Even Jesus talked about that, what you will reap, you will sow, right? What you put out there, you're going to get back. And I've, talking to a friend or chatting with a friend today and it's you know and sometimes people like to dump on me like to give me all their problems everything that's happened in their life and everything all the problems you know I get clients like that my whole life has been like one horrible experience after another and I you know I have I, I am sympathetic I am empathetic to them and I understand that happens to a lot of people okay but why does it happen? Why does it happen? And I was, I was telling a lady who I was doing a reading for, because she was kind of complaining about that. And I, and I got into this whole thing, and it's about choices we make. It's all about choices. Every day we have hundreds of choices. Well, what shall I eat, right? When am I going to get out of bed? When am I going to go to bed? Which TV show do I want to watch? Do I want to stay home? Do I want a chance at going out into the world? 
So life is about choices. Now, if we make high vibrational choices, choices based on our intuition and our spiritual guidance, things come out a little differently. But if we make choices based on ego, think about that. Choices based on maybe the emotion in the moment, we, we fall into this trap of negativity. And it repeats itself. And now in the lady's case, she had been married and she had a very negative husband. And I was saying, telling her, you know, that's quite possible that you got, you fell into this negative vortex. I use the word vortex, this negative thought pattern in your marriage. And it even go back to childhood. If you fall into a negative thought pattern, a woe is me thought pattern or whatever it might be, in a negative place, that's what you're recreating in your life. So you have to stop and take a look at your life. What choices am I making? And why am I making these choices? Now, we make choices from the ego, right? In, in relationships, we do that all the time. I know I'm going to talk about reincarnation, but this is the basic of spirituality, too. Really, it's about our choices. You think about people we choose to be in our lives. Why do we choose that person to be in our lives? Is it a deep spiritual connection with that person? Is it an, a vibrational connection? Do we feel their vibration? Do we sense that we're on the same vibrational plane as that individual, that they're uplifting, they're inspiring? Or does our ego get trapped in that? And what I mean by that, you know, sometimes love at first sight is lust at first sight. You think about that for a while? Love at first sight can sometimes be considered lust at first sight. So if we get attracted to somebody, it may not be in the spiritual plane. It may be on the physical plane. Maybe they have some common interests. Maybe there's things that you enjoy doing together. Maybe there's that connection. But where are they coming from vibrationally? You know, it's hard to raise somebody else's vibration up. It's hard to take somebody up to a higher vibrational plane. Let's Let's use the word love. Take them up to a vibration of love or appreciation or gratitude or even hope or joy. It's hard to take somebody up there. If they're dwelling in fear and doubt and sarcasm and all of these lower vibrational, but it's easier for them to drag you down into a negative space, a negative vibration to start doubting things. Start questioning things. That fear becomes the dominant energy in your life. Now, think about that for a moment. You know, people, why do things start? Why do, why do, why do horrible things start in our lives? What's well, our vibration? Our vibration at whatever age it is, maybe it's early teens, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a little bit later, but our vibration gets locked into a negative space, Right? Does that make sense? Vibration gets stuck in a negative spot. And what does that create? It creates more negativity. It, we, get, we open this channel of negativity because we're in a negative vibration. We're in doubt. We're in fear. If you're sitting in fear, what are you going to attract in your life? More things to fear. More things to go bad. And so you get into that rut, that routine of negativity starts coming into your life. So it's about choices. If you make high vibrational choices based on love, 
What's that expression, what would love do in this situation? I know people go, oh, I don't care about love and what love would do. No, that's not what I want to be. I don't want to choose love. What would love, no, what would vengeance be in this moment, right? What would vengeance be? What can I, how can I treat these people? So what's your choice? What's your choice? Do you want to choose to live from a low vibrational place a negative vibrational place and continue to attract into your life negative things. Woe is me kind of thing. Oh, me, um, woe is me, right? So what happens? We get trapped into that. We get trapped into that negativity, and that negativity breeds more negativity. So why do things continue to happen to you that are negative, like these clients? And now it's hard to tell people when they want a psychic reading and they want to go, oh, is my life going to get better? Is my life going to get better? And you're going, yeah, but it's about choices. You start making better choices, high vibrational choices, and your life will get better. You start choosing high vibrational people in your life. Now, nobody's perfect. And, you know, everybody displayed some negativity from time to time in their life, right? You, you get that. You know, nobody's perfect. Nobody exudes positivity. You know, the Abraham teaching, it talks about being in the vortex. Well, the vortex is this high vibrational place connected to source God. And that's where you attract those things in your life that you really want. But you will continue to attract, even if you're not in the vortex. Well, let's say you're in a negative vortex. So let's just kind of twist that around a little bit and say you're in a negative vortex. Your thinking is negative. Your thinking is not about positive things. It's not about appreciation. It's not about love. It's about fear. So you start attracting more fear in your life. So that's one of the basic essences of the spirituality that I'm talking about. Okay? Got it? So we're going we're gonna to jump into an article about reincarnation. I thought I would get into that next. And because... One of the basic essences of my spirituality and the spirituality I practice and try to present to people is based on reincarnation. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. I've done a lot of past life regressions with people. So that's one of the things that I kind of emphasize to people is, is reincarnation, the concept of reincarnation. And, and if you go down that road of reincarnation, you end up looking at other beliefs that are dominant, that cannot be true. If we keep coming back, if we spent many lifetimes, some of these other theories and ideas, and I call them theories, not you're going to go, that's truth, but I go, it's theories. I got to call her. You know where we're at today. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about the essences of spirituality. So if you have a question along that line, cool. Okay, so uh, let me take a call. Real, It's going to be real quick because I really want to get, oops, see, I know. And I, I think I did mention I would, if, if you wanted to get a message from a dead person, you know, your ancestors, I would do that. And I apologize if I scared somebody away by not emphasizing that, that idea. So if you want to call back, I will talk about, give you a message from your ancestors, okay? If you're listening, if you haven't gone away. <laughs> okay, so there's an article. It's from a publication called Ancient Origins. Reconstructing the Story of Humans Past. I like that. And this particular one is on, I should put this on Facebook. I think I will. Click it on Facebook. Hopefully, 
Oops, I went out of, okay, so, you know, sometimes I get carried away. Okay, so let me go back to where I was before in the article that I was going to read, and ancient origins, here it is, okay. I just sometimes get carried away with myself and do strange things. Hidden beliefs covered by the church, resurrection and the reincarnation in early Christianity. Now, let's, let's cover this a little bit, and I'm going to read through it and paraphrase it as I go. I don't want to make it a boring reading of some material, but this is from the articles ancient-origins.net. Okay. It is possible that early Christians believed in reincarnation, or is it possible that early Christians believed in reincarnation? Though some may find this idea unbelievable, several Christian sources, including the Bible, suggest that many centuries ago it was common to believe that one does not come to earth just once, but various times. Okay, I like that. Okay, In 1945, researchers discovered that early Judeo-Christian writings Two years later, the world heard about the Dead Sea Scrolls, the discovery which changed biblical history. The early Christians and Jews followed, by, followed the teachings of Jesus, including the concept of resurrection. There are several examples of this found in ancient sources. Now, resurrection, yeah, you go back. You go back to heaven or whatever you want to call it, right? But what about reincarnation? We'll get more into that. The oldest texts provide two concepts of resurrection, spiritual and bodily. The spiritual rebirth by the Holy Spirit is also known as being born again. And most Christians are familiar with the concept of being born again in spirit, right? A bodily resurrection as of a human could also be called reincarnation. Ooh, that's a nice way of putting it, right? According to the first the first important father of the early Orthodox Church, Oregon, origin in 185 to 254. He didn't live very long, did he? Uh, 69 years? Okay. Well, they, yeah, they didn't have the medicine back then, right? Uh, the soul exists before birth. He suggested that pre-existence was found in the Hebrew scriptures and the teachings of Jesus. Now, okay, so far we're saying, okay, you had a spirit, your soul was kind of in heaven or wherever it was, and it came to a physical body. Now, I think a lot of even Christians would accept that concept. Well, somewhere along, the soul dropped inside the body. Now, the big article is that it's an inception or is it later, but we won't fill it to that much into that. But moreover, the writings of Clement of Alexandria, a disciple of the Apostle Jesus, suggests that his master received a few secret teachings from Jesus. It sounds kind of secret teachings, right? One of them was related to the concept of physical and spiritual rebirth. And I mentioned that briefly, right? The secret teachings confirm some writings in the Bible. There's a fragment which suggests that Jesus knew about reincarnation and past lives. Now, there's, there's these theories, too, that when Jesus kind of wandered off for a number of years, and I forgot how many years, was it 12, 14 years? He drifted, 12 years he drifted off after he started to grow up, and then he went to study Buddhism, and there's theories on that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you know? I mean, were you there? You know, wouldn't really know, right? Unless he, Buddhists wrote about him. 
And I'm not sure if they do write about him. Oh, that would be interesting. Anybody know? If Buddhist actually talked, wrote about this man from, um, I guess you would call Palestine coming teacher. What's not? Okay, we'll go to back to where. Okay. Um, someone in the crowd apparently asked him, What sign showest thou then that we shall see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my father gave us the true blood from heaven, true bread from heaven. Well, that was just like that ancient writing. It's like, oh, ancient English, right? Okay, here's the point. Think about this. Now, you can take it different ways, but, you know, in, in the argument we're talking about here, let's take it as reincarnation. Jesus didn't reach your, your forefathers, but you, signifying the story is connected with every person. So you gave the, yeah, the food was given to you in a form of life. Now, that's, I know some people go, that's a little bit of a stretch there, bud. You know, that's hard to believe. But, okay, okay, let's go to Deuteronomy 18.15. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from the midst, from the brethren. He, him you shall hear. Once more, Jesus doesn't say your children, but you, indicating it would be the same people to whom he was speaking that would see and hear the Messiah. Let me read that again. See if you get that point. That you're, you and sometime in the future, you're going to see the Messiah. That's the point here. Let me, let me go back over and see if you get it. The Lord your God shall raise up for you. Now, you could take that plural being plural, but... But you could have easily, they could have easily said your ancestors or your children's children or somewhere raised for your children. No, they said for you, a prophet like me from the midst, from your brethren, from your brothers at the time, from your brothers. So now I know that's going to, that's pushing the envelope a little bit, but that's an interesting interpretation of those words, isn't it? According to many specialists in the Bible, there are many examples which promote the belief that reincarnation was well-known and a fully accepted fact for early Christians. Okay, what happened? How come, how come we don't have it now? How come churches deny it? How come the Catholic Church doesn't deny it? The sin, the soul that sins, and blah, blah, blah. So early in the medieval period, the doctrines of the pre-existence and reincarnation only existed as Jesus' sacred teachings. In 553 A.D., this information was declared heresy at the Second Council of Constantinople. And I think Alexander the Great was involved in that. The first one is 300 and something, if I remember, biblical history. And so this is the second one in the 500s. 200 years later to re-clarify everything, right? Okay. The Roman, the Roman Church decided to destroy all the teachings which talked about it. The Catholic doctrine and the priest's source of wealth would have been in danger. <laughs> and the priest's source of wealth would have been in danger if people believed that they would come back to life many times. Why would I listen to that character? Why do I listen to him? I'm going to be back again anyway. And if I'm going to reincarnate, why do I have to pay attention to him for? Right? Nah, I don't need to do that. 
So it was to create fear. It was to create a following. Do you agree with that? The Catholic doctrine and the preaching source of wealth would have been indeed, okay, blah, blah, blah. The old knowledge faced the same fate as many ancient books by pre-Christian writers. The bishops were afraid of knowledge who would prove that the institution of the church wasn't the only option to bring eternal life to the people. Well, if you don't follow the laws of the church, you're not going to make it. You're never going to heaven, and you're going to go to that other place. Versus, well, when you die, you're going, to, you're going back to heaven anyway, so you're going to come back again. So what does it really matter? Does it really need to follow the church and be obedient to the church? Moreover, they decided to invent some terrible outcomes for Christians followers if they didn't go do what the bishops expected of them. In the ancient writings, there's nothing about asking the priest to ask God to release individuals from the sin, or even a place called hell, where people would broke God's who broke God's rule would be oh after death. So that was kind of pushed in there. Well, if you go to sins and you got, you know, go to the priest and the priest can forgives you and you now you can live a life and you're not going to hell. But if you don't go to the priest and if you don't pay the priest and if you don't get him money, guess where you're going? Because you're a bad people. And everybody is a bad person because everybody sins. Everybody has something that would break the law, the simple laws that they had, right? Okay. Okay. Another aspect that made the church even more resistant in following the belief in reincarnation was related to the Crusades. During the Crusades, people were offering all they had to the church and fought in the name of Jesus. The religious fighters may have been less intent to lose their lives for the church if they thought they would reborn in the future. Hey, now I'm going to come back. I don't want to die here. No, 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 no. I'm coming back. Uh, I don't want to know. That's, uh, that's a little, that argument's a little off, but it does make the point, right? When the Inquisition started to kill people for crimes of heresy and witchcraft, the religious society remained silent. Although they were losing their neighbors, friends, and family, the Christians believed it was necessary to stay on the right side of the church. Right? Ooh. Um, and and inquisition if they wanted to go to heaven. A belief in the rules of karma and reincarnation wouldn't have allowed the leaders of the inquisition to hurt so many people. So we could get to a modern day, and you could say that most of the churches don't believe in reincarnation and don't want to accept reincarnation as the actual reality for similar reasons, for very similar reasons. The reasons have carried out throughout time. If you believe in reincarnation then there is no punishment. There is no hell. Now that goes into my belief system that when you, when you pass on in, the, in your earthly existence and go to your non-physical home, home, you're not judged. You're not judged. What happens and from channeling and from books on the subject and doing past life regressions and between life regressions, you get the, the principle, and I've talked about this before, so if it's I'm redundant. Think about it and go, okay, <laughs> thank you for sharing again the same topic, right? No. So the point is that when you go to your spirit home, you're met by spiritual teachers. Let's call them angels, guides, whatever you want them, spiritual masters, teachers. And your life is discussed. 
What have you done differently? How, how did you think you could have done that differently? When, when you go back, when you go back, how would you like to do it differently? What would you like to work on in your next lifetime? Maybe you didn't practice enough forgiveness in this particular lifetime. So maybe you want to go back and work on forgiveness. Now, well, there is a little bit of karma in this whole thing, too. Is that, okay, you didn't treat somebody very well in that lifetime, right? You, you kind of had this weird attitude about a friend of yours or a partner or a mate. Now, would you like to go back with them and make amends for that and maybe help them in the next lifetime? Would you like to? There's choices here. It's about choices. You can get choices in the non-physical world to do things in the physical world. So what do you think about that? I, I know it's a different topic, and maybe on Saturday we'll get into something about past. We'll talk about talk to dead people on Saturday. But, okay, keep that in mind. If you listen to the show, Saturday's show will be about dead people, you know, talking and communicating, and maybe I'll get some stories about, you know, um, past lives and all that sort of thing, or messages from the other side or the non-physical world. Maybe we can delve into that a little bit. So, so we talked about reincarnation, and we talked about the idea that that the idea, the concept of reincarnation. Oh, we got a caller back. Oh, so I wonder if they want a message from a non-physical. Well, I'll take the call. I got a few minutes left. That was it. And so come Saturday, we'll do more of the talking to dead people. Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Mandy. Mandy, Mandy. Okay, yes. how was Mandy? How are you? You you surviving and all this craziness? I'm doing okay. Just trying to follow the rules and stay at home. Yeah, that's the most impossible for some to some degree. You have to go out for something. I I jog. I well, well you but know, I avoid the occasional I avoid grocery shopping. But other than that, yeah. staying home. You ever get kind of creepy feeling now? You're in the store. You're in line to go into the store. No. People get too no. people get too close. And bother you for people I know, getting too close. A little kinda, bit, but you know. Yeah, it's some okay. people are not. I just moved back. Yeah. Good for you. So what's going so, on? What's yeah, going on I was today? Hoping, okay. I was hoping you can get some guidance from Spirit. Um, my husband's looking for a job, and he's talking to these people, and I'm just wondering where it's going to go. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk to dead people here, ancestors, ancestors. Yeah. Your side of the family, yours, not your husband's side, okay, okay. yours, because mm-hmm. they, they communicate in the non-physical, they all know each other, mm-hmm. they talk about you all the time. Female energy, father's side of the family, back a couple generations, and what is she saying? Tell your husband to relax, just have him calm down. There's something coming up in the month of June for him, opportunities in June, maybe sooner, but June feels like a, a very prosperous month for him. Um, so just have him relax, do what he normally would do in his search for employment, and it will fall into place. Things will start to tumble back into place. It will, opportunities will start to open up the end of May, early June, so he'll feel like he's back in the swing again of things. That's the message. Okay, so it's June, end of May, June, a month away, okay? Okay, thank Basically, you. That's thank what you they're so saying. Much. Not me, that's what they're saying. That's, I guess your great-grandmother who it is. Yeah, great grandmother. She's mm-hmm. she wishes she wishes you the best and she knows that you will do the best. Okay? Oh that that's, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Be well. Take care. Thank you, George. You too. Bye. Okay.
Bye. It's funny. I, I'm on a psychic line, and, and, I, and it's kind of fun. And I do some past life work there, and I do readings. But I try to do, like, relationship coaching because 90% or 8 you know, it's really funny. It used to be that, well, let me go back, blah, 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 way back machine to 2008, 2009. And a lot of my readings back then were about jobs. Everybody was wanting a job. Everybody wants a job. And, well, relationships kind of almost equal, evil, right? Equal, equal, evil. And then the last few years, it was kind of an 80-20 thing about relationships. It's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. Now, with this crisis and all these people unemployed, I always thought, maybe we'll get back to jobs. But it really hasn't. I mean, this is one of the few calls that I've had about jobs. Most people still want to know about relationships. Now, here's an interesting thing. A lot of people are asking, is my ex coming back to me, my boyfriend? I haven't talked to him in a month or two months or even six months. Is he coming back? Is he coming back? And, and they're talking to a friend, and we discussed that a little bit. You know, part of the reason is nobody wants to be alone, especially during crisis. So we're wondering, is somebody familiar in my life coming back to me? Is that person going to come back? So think about it. Why would people want to know about their ex? Because it's their ex, right? Why would you want that person back in your life? Well, it's familiarity. You're alone. It's kind of scary times. And you need comfort. You need somebody around you that you feel comfortable with. And that's kind of why I get this idea that people are wanting to reconnect with people from their past because they don't want to be alone. What do you think about that? That's an interesting thought, isn't it, on the topic? I will be back on Saturday. We're going to do more dead people, talk to more dead people. So if you're tuning in on Saturday, that's what the show is going to be about. Or if you want to contact me through the sites here. Okay, we're done. Oh, we are done. Wait a minute.